In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Listeners, what is up? What is up? This is Jeff Zimfer. Welcome back to another episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. So uh, here we are. We are going back OG style, traditional style. This isn't a live repurpose. This is me grabbing a Zoom call, doing a one-on-one virtual podcast interview. Back to what I love to do. You know, one of the challenges of doing a live interview is you've got a lot of different other moving parts going on, right? Distractions. You've got um, the live going on in and of itself. Uh, You've got managing the screens, bringing content in and out, managing a live audience that might be attending. So it's a lot going on. So I wanted to kind of go back and forth a little bit and bring some more of just the straight up, um, you know, classic style podcast interviews. And of course, there's still the video version of this over on the YouTube channel, which you can go search YouTube, Mortgage Marketing Live, and you can go watch it there if you want. But most of you are probably listening on the audio version of this, and I appreciate you tuning in. So before we get into this week's special episode, um, what I love about the conversation we've had is it relates to something that as, as a passion project of mine, and that is leading with education, leading with an educational platform. If you've heard my story, if you've listened to enough of these interviews, uh, you've heard probably about 90% of the interviewees, the top producing originators, um, in some shape or fashion, feature educational classes as part of their platform for real estate agents. Now, here's what you're all saying. Yeah, but what about COVID? Yeah, I know. And here's what we've done. We've pivoted in a post-COVID world and moved those to an online format. And it's amazing to see the results and the acceptance rate that is happening for both um, loan officers, but also for agents as well who are raising their hand and saying, yes, I still want to get access to good information. I still want training. And you know, uh, and they're more comfortable joining a Zoom now than they've ever, ever before. So how is this relevant to you to today's session? Well, in a moment, you're going to hear my interview with my special guest. And one of the things that he does is a virtual, what he calls a, a relatable realtor class, where he is bringing content, sharing content, because Prior to COVID, he was doing that in person. And what you'll hear is my special guest, Sean Herrero with Guaranteed Rate, started off his career after being a wholesale representative for many, many years. Only in 2017 did he pivot and become a retail originator. And he got off to a fast track. Fast track. As a matter of fact, in 2017 or eight, it was 2018, I believe, he wound up doing 150 units, uh, 75 million. And his pace is just cranking. So listen, that is a fast clip to get up to that type of volume and units. 
one of the primary ways that he built his business pre-COVID and post-COVID is an educational platform. Why? Because agents are hungry. Why? Because if we don't differentiate ourselves and show up differently, we're going to look like and sound like every other loan officer in town. And say it with me, same is lame. That's right. Same is lame. So you need a way to differentiate and get attention. First and foremost, our number one goal is to become known and get attention. An educational platform has never failed in doing that since the dawn of man with mortgage origination. Now, if you haven't yet heard, we have the educational platform for you, the turnkey done for you classes, the Zoom friendly, Zoom post-COVID pivoted platform for you to be able to have an educational platform like Sean does and attract agents to you every single month, share value, share content, convert those conversations to one-on-one Zoom calls, relationships, and referrals. If you want to learn more about it, you go to mortgagemarketing.pro. There's a short video we put up there. You can check it out, learn more there. That's all I'll tell you about that. We'd be happy to have you. It's not for everybody, but if you're ready and willing to make a serious commitment and investing in your future purchase business now, get ahead of the game then that could be for you, mortgagemarketing.pro. All right, so back to my special guest, Sean Herrero. You, told, you heard me talk about him. We're going to go through a lot of really great concepts today, how he leverages video, how he leverages BombBomb, um, how he leverages online reviews, uh, how he leverages mortgage coach, and just his entire customer experience process kind of dissected and architected and how he manages to quickly scale to such volume, maintain that, and yet, still has a very simple business practice. I think you're going to get a lot of learnings from this as I have. And we'll put links to everything in the show notes, Sean's Instagram page, his YouTube channel and things like that. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Sean Herrera, welcome to the show. Right on. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You bet, man. Thank you for being here. Thanks for reaching out and being persistent as well. I'm really thrilled to have you. Why don't you, for the listeners and or viewers, give them a quick background, who you are, how long you've been in the business, and then average production. Yeah, um, I'm Sean Herrero, been in mortgage lending since about 2001, started off in wholesale, uh, that evolved into more of like a business development role for retail uh, mortgage banks, and then said, forget all that, started originating on my own January of 2017, uh, did $75 million last year, and uh, I think tracking for, tracking for 100 so far, so far wow. so good, and it's a little easier this year with everything that's going on, but for sure. Market's lifting all boats, right? Um, yeah, sure. Give us a I know you're in, in California, but give me a sense of units roughly at when you did that 75 or um, whatever you want to give it. Yeah. Average loan amount's about a half a million. So about 150 units. 150 units. So yeah. that is a pretty quick clip starting from essentially ground zero, moving wholesale biz dev, retail originator, right? To, to hit that kind of units. That's pretty fast. Well, it's, it, it's funny because I kind of, I've always had big goals and, um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It was, it was really what happened, really what drove me here was it's kind of coaching and mentoring other uh, originators and the, the numbers weren't happening, right? I'm like, oh, I don't think they're putting out the effort. I'll put my money where my mouth is and I'll just go originate on my own. And my first year, I think I did about 30 or 35 million. I don't memorize my numbers like a lot of people do, right, right. but roughly 30, 35 million my first year. And it's been, it's been fun. It's been a, like best decision I've ever made. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. And I know you're working hard for that too, because you're in the Bay Area, a very, very competitive market. 
Yeah, there's a handful of us out here. <laughs> yeah, there certainly are. And a few demanding realtors, I imagine. Um, in a, you know, we're in the midst of like, you know, the 2020 refi boom post COVID. So I assume you're heavy on the refi right now. Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm not as heavy as others would be because I'm just, I'm, I'm still kind of the new guy. So my, my book of business is smaller. It's only three years old, but I'm getting a lot more referrals and everything. So yeah, it's definitely been heavier on refis. And really, we, we were shut down for the, the first, you know, couple of months in, in the normal purchase season. Right. And it's just starting to become purchase season now. So yeah. um, purchases are definitely picking up. But yeah, it's been a big refi year so far. Are you guys, I know it's changing every day, but uh, are you guys, is, are the realtors allowed to do open houses again? Or is that rolled back? It's uh, like private showings. So you can't, yeah, so you have to be pre-approved or else, you know, a lot of the sellers, if you're not, you're not just walking around my house to walk around my house, have to be pre-approved has to be a private showing or scheduled showing. You can't just go in on a Saturday and tour a bunch of houses, unfortunately. How good is that though for us? Like must be (laughs) pre-approved. I love it. It's so much better. It's there was that's, I made a video about that actually, where I didn't understand how the new normal for buyers was to go home shopping when you don't know if you can afford it or not. Mm. I made a kind of a sketch video where I went to the mall with a credit card that didn't work (laughs) and just got declined and was like, Oh, I guess I should have made sure it worked before I came out. So it's nice to have, a, a block now that makes right. people kind of take that step first. Fantastic. Um, so in a normal market, what's your mix on purchase versus uh, refi? Um, it's been definitely been a lot heavier on purchase. I'd say probably more 70% uh, purchase just because my best friends in the mortgage business, my mom's in the mortgage business. So the whole start with your friends and family thing didn't really work for me. <laughs> when I did start, it had to be all purchase, all, all realtor referral right out of all the right. gate. Cool. Love that. Thanks for kind of the housekeeping on that. So that's a perfect transition into looking back like uh, you were starting from ground zero. Your focus was realtors. How did you present yourself to the market? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So, so for me, I had a wholesale background and uh, so I'm used to talking to a lot of people at once. Mm-hmm. So what I tried to do is schedule uh, office meetings and not just go to the one-on-one kind of coffee thing like everyone else tries to do. I, I like getting in front of a group of people people that work well and then ones that fall out. So I tried to do as many office meetings as I could out of the gate. And, and really what it was, was I know I need to bring more value because all these people already have lenders for the most part. Right. So what do I do to create more value in their business? And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I approached it. And, and how did you bring more value? Some examples of that? Um, I think, well, so, so number one, just coming from the wholesale side, I've, I was the guy behind the scenes solving everyone's problems. Right. So I know how to manufacture and underwrite a file. Like that's mm. that. And, and I'm very grateful that I had that background because mm. I think that's most, a lot of people are good at selling and saying, yeah, give me the deal. And then it goes sideways because they don't really understand the full in and out of it. Yeah. Um, so I think there was, there was a lot of confidence uh, there that they knew their deals wouldn't go sideways. And a lot of it's marketing. I really love marketing. It's a lot of fun. Um, I started with video earlier than most and I, I would, do uh, presentations on video, on social media, on things like that. When, you know, what what is 2017, it was kind of just kicking off for the most part. And it was just, you know, well-timed to get in front of people when we knew this was going to be the the normal thing of using video and social media, but a lot of people just didn't know how to do it. So you were presenting how to basically video, et cetera, in these offices? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like marketing strategies, like uh, classes, lunch and learns type stuff. Effectively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. if companies had, you know, standard sales meetings and they would have guest speakers, I'd Mm -hmm. come and do those. Otherwise, and and a lot of times, you know, the excuse we'll make for why we can't get into an office is, oh, it's a closed office. 
Right. Well, I just get them out, right? So I'm going to get, I want to get in front of a group of people, whether it's at a restaurant or in their office, but that has to be where I start. Otherwise, I won't be able to ramp up as fast as I need to. Yeah, that's very interesting. You and I followed a similar path. Uh, you may, you're probably not aware of this, but I think it's probably about eight years ago because I've been in this business since 2003. Similar though, I came out of an industry um, actually completely unrelated and I'm starting from ground zero, but eventually did the same thing, which is realized law of large numbers with realtors, classes, events, you know, top of the funnel, sift, sort, sift, sort, and out the bottom comes those referral partners, right? Yeah, exactly. Same model, right? Yeah, yes. exactly. Still works today. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's and it's just it's just you continue to shift. It's just it's you have to be nimble. It's a lot of fun. Um, have you pivoted that or how have you? Right since COVID, we can't go do meetings. Yeah, so I went. I started doing a lot more. Um, so when when COVID, so inherently a problem solver. So when COVID hit and yeah. real estate on the what was it the sixteenth was fine. And on the 17th, real estate was closed. Yeah. There was panic, right? And I try to help people through panic. So I started doing um, once a week workshops. And I have a pretty diverse area that I cover. So I work in Silicon Valley, San Francisco, you know, uh, Carmen, like a very broad area. So there's a yeah, big footprint. Parts. Yeah. And what's great about that is I put these calls together just saying, look, we're all in this together. We're trying to figure out what to do. This isn't a come listen to Sean talk we all have to help each other. So mm -hmm. I, I was doing those calls and that kind of evolved into um, a little program I call relatable realtor where I was doing webinars or, you know, something similar to this with mm -hmm. realtors. I thought were doing things that were unique or innovative that other people could learn from. Um, and then, you know, marketing wise, the, the budget for lunch and learns, all those things, it just had to go to online advertising. So right. I shifted into doing Facebook ads a lot more than I was in the past. And, uh, yeah. So it's just, you take the situation and you right. don't complain about it. You, you adapt, you evolve and you keep going. So the relator, relatable realtor was like an ongoing zoom kind of, would you bring special guests on there like agents or other people? Yeah. So what I did is, uh, there, there was a, one of my friends is an agent in, this, in San Francisco and he is an incredible marketer. Uh, mm -hmm. it just an incredible, does an incredible job. So I did a call with him just talking about what he's doing with Facebook ads. You know, he likes funnels and all that. Yeah. And just because a lot of people don't understand how that works. And that's right. where, you know, what I was telling people is if your business came from an open house, you're a buyer's agent and your business comes from sitting in an open house, what are you going to do now? You mm -hmm. know, the open house is going to be a video mm -hmm. and it's going to be a lead generation list most likely. And, and that's ultimately what were you looking for in the open house? You wanted their name and their contact info. Yeah. Well, you can get the same thing online. You can show the house online. You just have to get comfortable with it. Like it's not an option anymore. It just became the absolute necessity. Right, right. Absolutely. Are you still doing those, the real relatable realtor? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I am. So, um, and that name came from, I don't believe in sales. So I think the more authentic we are, uh, the better, the sooner we'll attract the people that we want to work with and that want to mm. work with us. So relatable realtor was be more than a realtor, be relatable and just be authentic, you know, be yourself. Um, and, and that's going to attract the right people. So that's where that came from. Um, I am doing them. I, I fell off for a second just uh, as soon as school ended. And I, you know, just we're, we're constantly uh, learning, right? It's like, okay, yeah. now the situation, okay, now school's out. Now, what does it look like? So I have, you have, uh, you have some young ones. What's that? You have some young ones at home. Yeah, so I have a, a pretty big spread. I have a 17-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 2-year-old. 
Wow. Okay. So a, a little surprise ending that's been an absolute Well, the blast. good news is the 17-year-old, you're getting the training for when the other ones come up, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, he's like, a, like another dad in the house. He's, they're right. both, old, the older boys are so helpful. So it's been awesome. but it's just a lot of people in the house and, you know, juggling people from here to there. So I got a totally. little out of my rhythm for doing those, but I'm, I'm back on it. No, we all did, man. Um, and this is a, it, this whole thing with the relatable realtor, the classes, leading with that educational platform. It's like right up my alley. I'm curious, I assume, but I'd love you to articulate it for those that are listening. Um, how do you convert those to agent conversations and referrals? Um, so, so I try to use that to make sure that uh, people get a really good sense of who I am and my confidence. And if they listen to the calls and they like the calls, but I'm just a goofball or whatever. I, I'm not their guy. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I use the calls. I'll do like Eventbrite uh, mm-hmm. to, to find new people, and then just do follow-ups afterwards. Hey, how was the call? What'd you think? What's going on? And try to learn more about them. Kind of gives me like a, a warmer entrance than just you know calling. Are the follow-ups. Random. Not to interrupt, but uh, uh, yeah. are the follow-ups in mass? Like you'll send out a mass email to all the RSVPs, or you'll do them one one-on-one, onesie-twosie. A little above. So I try to do um, weekly or biweekly updates that, mm-hmm. and I use BombBomb a lot. So yes. everyone who subscribes to the um, calls, yep. I will add them to my BombBomb list. Okay. So they're going to get my weekly, biweekly updates. And then I'll reach out to them as well. So when there's new people coming in, hey, thanks so much. It's great to meet you. You know, what do you think of the call? What other things would you like to get? What are you struggling with? Like, mm. I always want to come from a place of like solving problems. Right. So with COVID, with everything that's going on, what's been hard for you and how can I help? Right. Love it. Um, what do you average for agents who attend those? Um, any 15 to 20 on average. 20. Good. Yeah. Perfect. And you get some repeats or is there like a third of new people coming in? There's a, there's a lot of repeats. I have a pretty, like my, my core group of realtors that I work with a lot, uh, a large majority of them will attend. And um, I featured, I've, I featured agents that I work with because that's right. what's fun is you find wow, you're really good at this, this specific thing. Other agents are great at this, but this is what I find. And so I'll, I'll feature them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty consistent. And then I'll have people pop in and out. And it's just like a normal event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 50 people sign up, 50% show up. Sure. Well, it's free event. It's low bar to commit, all that. Yeah. Um, and it's an online thing. So it's really easy to blow that off. Right. Um, uh, let's see here. The attendees, 15 to 20. It's once a month. Is that correct? Uh, I was doing it every two weeks. I moved it oh. to once a month. Once a month. Okay, cool. Yeah, because we found our rhythm. At first, it was just pure problem solving. Right. How do we keep making money? How do you guys keep selling houses in a world that you can't sell houses? Yes. And, and, and so I was doing it biweekly. Now it's once a month. Uh, I can relate. I remember when COVID f- first hit and we, we did this class called uh, Your Next 90 Days, How to Pivot Your Business, right? To prepare for after coronavirus. Yeah. I think I did 10 of those in one week. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's how it started. It was just yeah. the day I was at my office, the day we, we were, were like, hey, you can't go to the office tomorrow on March 16th. And I did a, a call and this was, a, I had realtors and buyers, anybody. I just put mm. a thing out. The market was going crazy. If you're scared, if you're concerned, if you want to know what's going on, like this is purely a Q&A, no, no schedule, but I'll show you what's happening and why I don't think you should be worried and what I think it's going to look like on the other side. And that was day one. Hmm. I love it. So I love that you're using BombBomb as well. It really kind of personalizes the touch there. So you're building, you have a realtor database and that's who you're inviting. You mentioned new people as well, Eventbrite. What do you mean by that? So I'll run Facebook ads for okay. those relatable realtor calls and get more people to, to sign up. 
Mm -hmm. um, so when they click through, it goes to Eventbrite. They register mm -hmm. for the for the uh, session, right. um, and then if if they attend, I will add them to my bomb bomb list. I don't like to spam people. No, so, of course not. Yeah. And are you are you using a particular CRM in conjunction with that? Not really. I mean, I, I actually use BombBomb almost as its own CRM yeah. for that purpose. Yep. Um, I use, we have our CRM, uh, what's it called? Um, Total Expert. I think a oh, lot okay. of people are on that. Yeah. But yeah, we use Total Expert at guaranteed rate. Yep. Um, and that's great. And so everything kind of funnels into that. But um, from a marketing perspective, it's really a lot from BombBomb. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you're pretty proficient with bomb bomb. Do you also use it for like during the loan process milestones? Are you doing one-offs or is it like templated? Are you using prompt? No, I don't use prompt. Um, yeah. I, yeah, prompt. I don't like, I don't like scripts. I like, Canned, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't use prompt. Um, I do use it for every single transaction and I, mm -hmm. I haven't gone to the canned emails. So everyone mm -hmm. is, you know, starts off with either the buyers or the realtors or whoever. But what I try to do is at the big milestones of the mortgage process is make sure everyone knows what's going on. So mm -hmm. buyer, listing agent, uh, buyer's agent, escrow officer, and mm -hmm. just make sure they know exactly where we're at in the transaction. So they don't have to ask questions. Never goes is, up. is that the same video repeated? No, I record it every time. And I every probably time. should start making it more canned, but I, I just, it feels unauthentic. So How long does it take you to do an average milestone video? It takes me about two minutes two to minutes, record yeah. it. Two so you've minutes got it record. down pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it's a 30 second video, two minutes to record. Using the phone? Using yeah. the phone, the app? Yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So for those listening, there's a lot of people in my audience who know bomb bomb. A lot of people have it. A lot of people don't. And I've heard of just, I'm sure you've heard over the years, you know, some pushback, some complaint issues about whatever, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'd love to hear what you're saying because you're just another example of who has proven, look, you could learning something new is going to be hard, but you can get good at it. Right. Well, and I was fortunate. So, um, some of the other people that you've had as guests, like Barry Habib kind of took me under his wing mm. 2010, and he was already doing his video updates. And uh, I was really nervous about video. I didn't want to do it. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I sound. <laughs> and uh, You look he, great, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you got to do it. He's like, you got to do it. And uh, I remember I did a, a keynote presentation. This was all um, like loan agent based, right? That was who I was serving at the time. Yes. And I did a keynote and I did a voiceover on it. And I was like, I was really nervous and proud of myself. I sent it to him. He's all just one liner. Great. Get your face on there. And I'm just like, oh, man. And then you go numb, you know, you just start doing it and it, right. and now, and that's, what's so great about COVID. Like if we look for silver linings, yes. everyone is using zoom now. So it, you, the excuse of, I don't like how I look or how I sound, I don't want to do video. Right. Sorry, not an option anymore. Like it's, you're over and they're, and they're over it now, which I love. That's been great. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people still working through that, unfortunately, but yeah, you raise a good point, which is, this is what I told realtors in that class. I, I mentioned to you is with COVID, that's all you had. This is all you had left was the phone or your laptop. And if you haven't adjusted, adapted to use these modern communicate, if not now, when, you know, cause all it's all BS now it's all you've, your excuses are gone. <laughs> right. right. And, it, and that's what I love is it's always, there's a reason why I'm not doing these things. It's like, no, no, no. Reason is excuse. That's the same thing. Right. And that's what was, again, I try to always look for the silver linings and everything. And mm -hmm. with this, there were so many loan agents, realtors who knew they needed to use video, who knew there was value in it, but were just so scared to take that step. And I'm just going to stick with what I know because yeah. it works. 
Yep. And then March 17th, it didn't work anymore. Hmm. And no it, it, yeah, and it was, it was great. And that's what, uh, and it was like, you know, you, you being on the same boat, being kind of ahead of that curve, you became the resource, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now I don't have a choice. Sean did all these workshops for us in the past. How do we, how do we keep this going? Exactly. What, to what degree uh, would you attribute your success with realtors, you know, your, your pipeline um, from the relatable realtor classes that you do? Not a lot. Cause I just, I, it was always a concept I had. Um, and I would always say be more than a realtor, be relatable. And then it just kind of started ticking on. So I wouldn't say it's a large percentage yet, but I also haven't been consistent with it enough yet. Mm. Uh, it is, it, it is a COVID-19 project. Well, I mean, how else do you currently meet realtors today? Well, that's, that's it. Like it's yeah. that. And then, I mean, you get, when you get a contract, you have the listing agent, you have the buyer's agent. I am getting a lot more buyers mm-hmm. directly um, that, and then I get to find and get introduced to a realtor. So right. that's helpful as well. But, um, I, and I'm not, I'm not the guy that's trying to work with a hundred realtors. I'm a quality over quantity. I just, mm-hmm. I can't give people the value and the attention I think they deserve if I'm working, trying to work with everyone. Agreed. Agreed. So wh- how many core realtors do you work with? You know, your A players? I'd probably say uh, 10. 10? Okay. Yeah, maybe 10. Um, and they're just, we just, we keep it really consistent and we're true partnership. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, love that. Thanks for the background on that. I've popped over to your YouTube channel because for a guy who started out, quote, shy on video, you're doing some pretty impressive things on YouTube, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, got to do it. Do you have a, um, a all in go-to social platform? Is it YouTube? Is it something else or? I like Instagram and I like YouTube. I like Mm -hmm. Instagram for, um, branding, Mm -hmm. uh, and I like YouTube for education. So what I'm trying to do with YouTube is, is create an educational platform. The, the large majority of my clients, I would, I would say very close to hundred percent of my buyers are first time home buyers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, we get the same questions over and over. And I just thought, well, if my clients are asking me these questions, there's probably lots of people who have the same question, but they haven't asked yet. Um, so I tried to use YouTube to build a library of information, yeah. which then I think just builds credibility. Uh, back to Instagram for a second. What's your Instagram handle? It is Adventure Lender. All right. So everybody listening, uh, I'm going to bring it up right here. Here it is. I can't believe I don't follow you yet. There we go. There we go. Cool. All right. Yeah. And obviously in your demographic, first time home buyers, uh, at the, they are, are of course on Instagram, uh, in a large way, but also back to YouTube. We'll come back to Instagram if it's relevant, but, um, back to YouTube. I think that's an area that's overlooked by, by a lot of LOs. Um, I mean, what, what have you learned about YouTube since doing it? Like you could pass on to people considering it like YouTube because it is so every this is this is something that I, I learned um, kind of creatures of habit as as lend as we are as lenders mm-hmm. um, we don't like online lenders we don't like Quicken I don't like Bankrate I don't like this I don't like that and there was a we would get angry right like oh I can't believe my buyers going online <laughs> and it's like it, we have to become online lenders you know that's yeah. where everyone's starting so it's, it's not, it doesn't do me any good to be upset about how things, ha- what, what things are. I just yeah. need to be there. And so it yeah. was, I need to be on YouTube. YouTube's owned by Google. Hopefully if somebody Googles, how does an FHA loan work? My video somehow populates. It's just, it's, it's free attention. Mm-hmm. And, and 
I just think it's a necessity for everyone to be online. You have to have a bunch of reviews. You have, you, if you don't have reviews, if you don't have content online, yep. then people aren't going to find you. Right on. So I'm sharing your page right now. For those that are listening, you're going to miss out on this. But if you want to see it, you go to my YouTube channel, uh, Mortgage Marketing Live on YouTube, and you can actually see this. Um, or of course, just uh, look up Sean's channel, um, which is Sean Herrero, basically your name. Yep. Just get, a, get on YouTube and search, search his name. I'll put links in the show notes too. Um, so as I was scrolling this thing, a couple of things jumped out at me. Obviously, I'm looking at like your more recent videos. Mm -hmm. Of course, view counts is one thing that I take a notice of. And I, and I look at this and I and like this one right here. This is from three months ago. So like, what was that when COVID first started, right? Housing market. Yeah, you can tell by the, from the mustache. We, uh, <laughs> we did a, hey, if we're going to be stuck at home, let's all grow mustaches. It's like, uh, can I do a lot of videos? I don't know if this is going to work. And we didn't okay. know we'd home this long either, so. But here's what's interesting. Uh, the, the title of this video is This 2008 All Over Again. And you've got 2,000 plus views on that in the last three months. Mm, were you intentional about that? Were you getting a lot of questions? Why, why that video? Exactly. So when I hear something over and over and over again, I'm going to make a video about it. So everyone's like, oh, the market's going to crash. Real estate's going to fall apart. This is 2008 all over again. And I, was, I just wanted people to understand the difference. I worked at Countrywide in 2008. You know, I was one of the top... Uh, wholesale reps at Countrywide. So when the ship went down, it's kind of like, I don't have options to go somewhere else. Being number one at the worst company probably isn't a good thing. So, <laughs> um, but it gives me great perspective of what I saw then versus mm. what's going on now. And that's what that video talks about. And there were some funny comments on there. You know, I love the, the trolls on YouTube are great. It's just how I'm wrong about this and that. Right. But I mean, it's, so that's what I try to do. If I hear a lot of questions, enough people are asking this, I should probably make a video about it. Well, here's another example. What is a no cost refinance? 1.6 thousand views. And that one was, uh, you know, clients are calling. I heard rates went down. I want a no cost refi. I want a no fee refi. I'm like, okay, there's no such thing. Well, the other lender said there is. I'm like, no, you're just getting a higher interest rate. And that rate comes with a credit that's covering your closing costs. They're just not giving you full disclosure. Yeah. And, um, and so in that video, I showed people how, where I try to be funny. I try to just be myself in all these videos, but um, see that terrible mustache. Um, <laughs> you wear but it well. I, I did, there's mortgage coach um, presentations mm -hmm. kind of into that. Like this guy that asked me if I live in a van was my favorite one. Oh, I was really? like, I stop recording. Yeah, I did one. I was talking about how great housing was. And they're like coming from a guy that lives in a van. <laughs> I love it. The internet trolls. Yeah. So, so I just tried to, you know, I want people to be really well educated. And, and if you do want a no cost loan, yeah, it makes, if you're going to move out of your house in a couple of years, 100% right. do a no cost. But if, if this is a long term play, that's one of the most expensive mortgages you can get. Mm. And speaking of mortgage coach, uh, are you, what's your belt? Do you have a belt level? I think I, whatever the top one is. Black I, belt? You got a black belt? Like, I think of the master. I forget. <laughs> Dave showed me where I find it and uh, I, I, I forget, but I'm, I, there's only, I forget, there's one, one, one like of their modules I don't have, but um, I'm at the, I'm, I'm like top of the class with Mortgage Coach. You're a grandmaster. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. How many, how many TCAs is that roughly? Do you know? I have no idea. It's gotta be a, a few just, thousand, right? Yeah, for sure. I just don't, I don't pay attention to the, I just yeah, keep yeah. going. Like I was talking to my teammate the other day and she's like, you know, where are you at year to date for your goal? I was like, I don't know. And she was like, mm -hmm. what do you mean you don't know? 
And I'm like, it doesn't matter. We just have, if, if I'm at my goal, we're not going to stop. We're just going to keep going. So I just, it, it's the numbers aren't as important. It's just, it's such a great tool to use to educate people and illustrate right. how things work. So I just, I just keep charging ahead. Amen to that. You know, you, um, reminds me of other people I've talked to, um, in terms of goal setting and everybody has their own approach to this, but it's something that I've heard before. Um, uh, somebody that, ha- that I had on who basically said the same thing, which is he focuses on the activities instead of the result. And as long as he's doing the activities, the result takes care of itself. Right, right, exactly. And that's what, um, so I'm a big fan of Yvonne Chouinard from Patagonia. Uh, Let My People oh, Go yeah. Surfing is my favorite business book. I just, mm-hmm. big rock climber for a long time, you yeah. know, to watch Yvonne be a dirtbag rock climber, living out of his car and build this, this business is incredible, but he's so dedicated to what he believes in and his people. And so Patagonia's philosophy is make the best product cause no unnecessary harm or something like that. And I just always loved that. So mine, I wanted to kind of uh, take something from that. And I Mm -hmm. came up with provide the best, uh, shoot, I forgot it. Um, Provide, provide the best solutions, make a difference in the life of others. Mm. And I'm like, if I just do that, everything Mm. else will happen on its own. I don't need to worry about anything else. Just be the best solution, make a difference in their life and everything else will fall into place. Love that. So this one is your, probably your biggest one, right? In terms of views. I don't know what happened on that one. That's crazy. That's an anomaly, man. Yeah. And it doesn't, the video doesn't, I don't know. I mean, this was right when the, in the March 20th, right? We went on leave on, on the 17th. Yeah. It might've been just well-timed when everything was going sideways. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that has that many views. So for those that can't see it, this, this video we're talking about published on March 20th of this year, 2020, uh, the video title is March 20th mortgage rate update. What a volatile week, 38,000 views. Wow. Um, I what's think interesting is the, the comments, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like that's what I'm diet. saying. There, there wasn't a lot of engagement with it. I don't under, I don't know right. what happened on that. Like then there's, out of 30, you know, almost 39,000 views, there's five, well, no thumbs down. So that's good. But there's only five thumbs up. I don't know. I, I saw that and I never really dove into it. Do you use TubeBuddy? Do you know what that is? Uh, I don't use it. I know what it is, but I don't yeah. use it. Yeah, might be interesting to check out. Yeah. But if you're getting, if you really want to kind of like level up, you know what I mean? In terms of like keywords and stuff like that. Yeah, I've played with it. Um, I just didn't have the time to keep playing with the keywords, but that's kind of what I was thinking of. So when, when I'm making these videos, what are people searching for right now? Mortgage rate for sure was happening back then. Right. And, um, I got a lot of, I got a lot of leads out of these videos back in the first week of COVID. You did. That's what I was going to ask you. So it did generate some leads. Yeah. And, and the, the hard part was they were coming from all over the country. And, yeah. uh, so now, now I'm getting licensed in multiple States. I just got Virginia. I'm working in Colorado, Oregon, Nevada. Uh, so it's, so- it's like, I got to keep going. That is an excellent point. I want to pause on for a second, which I know a lot of people aren't necessarily thinking of. And it's funny you say countrywide because when I started in 2003, that's where I started. Nice. Uh, was, was John Bianchi your regional? No, I don't even remember. Uh, somebody else? Donna, Donna Bledsoe was my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember Bledsoe, yeah. Great. I loved her. She was wonderful. Anyway, the point is, this is, is what I'm trying to say is back then, like 2003, you know, when I started, you know, there, was the, there was no concept of like doing loans out of state. You right. know, it's pretty much, I served my backyard and that's it. And I do think that still should be your primary focus because it is real local focused. However, what we're seeing, and I'm seeing more now with you and other people I'm talking to is they're getting licensed in other states. Why? Because now we can reach across states by having these online platforms and things like that. So we, we can grow our business outside of our local market. Well, 
and I, I think it's a necessity because your local market is leaving. You know, I'm getting mm. with companies now saying that remote is, is our new normal and you're not coming back to an office. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is how, this is what I'm seeing. San Francisco, Silicon Valley housing's ridiculously expensive. I have to live here to avoid commute. But Twitter just said, I never have to come back to the office. <laughs> right. And I've been stuck in this condo with no balcony for four months. Mm. I'm moving. A lot of my clients are moving like the Sacramento area. Mm-hmm. Um, because they can get a lot of, a lot of house for their money. It's closer to Tahoe. Um, and then you have people leaving the state. So your clients are going other places. And if you're not licensed there, it's hard to have them continue to be your client. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's a long project. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get licensed in every state, but oh. strategically looking at where a lot of my people are, are moving to, that's right. where I start. Well, let's, let's, I mean, you can pull, uh, there used to be this joke that you could pull U-Haul reports, whatever, and shows how many people are leaving California, you know, right, and what, states, right. what states they leave the U-Haul in. Yep. Um, and so those are, let's face it, that's, those are the Southwestern states, Arizona, Nevada, Washington, Texas, Colorado, yep. you know, whatever else. Yeah, I've Idaho, Oregon, Washington. My brother lived in Santa Cruz. He's in Portland now. My stepdad's in Portland. Um, I have a realtor who just bought a place in Bend. His, his developer just bought a place in Bend. Um, so I'm going to surround myself with those states. And then just from a, from a VA, I love helping veterans. Mm. And that's why I, I did Virginia, just because there's a, a lot of Navy out there. So mm, Very cool. Um, yeah, and by the way, the last point on that is these people are now reachable, both organically, free, like your YouTube channel and paid, right? With, with ads and targeting and things like that that you can do. So, I mean the days of, you know, it used to be crazy to think, oh, a hundred million dollar producer, you know, but I think, um, I'm not going to say, I was going to say that's more achievable now than I think it was before. I agree. And, and that's, what's so interesting is that's in my mind in 2017, it was, I'm going to do a hundred million. Mm-hmm. And that number was just like the number we all talked about for some reason. <laughs> that, you know, right. that was a magical number. And it's, it, it is much more attainable than I think a lot of people think. And, yes. and yes. maybe you're right. Maybe it's just more attainable now. Um, the other thing is learning from our losses. So mm. I had one client right at the beginning of COVID. I think he came from, uh, from Zillow. Mm-hmm. Um, we started doing the rate game. And then he applied. And then he went to another guaranteed rate lender that he found on Zillow. And that guy was in Florida that specific buyer didn't care about local, didn't care about anything. It was just, this is purely a transaction and nothing more. Mm. And I can throw a temper tantrum about losing. And I I don't look at, I don't really look at it as a loss. We weren't going to, it just wasn't going to happen, but I can learn from that and go, okay, so what are, what is, what is someone's value? What do, what do they think is the value of a mortgage lender? Mm. I don't get to determine that they get Mm. to kind of figure that out. Everyone's going to find something different in that. Mm. So is that to say that you oftentimes, I'm curious, because you use mortgage coach so much, do you find that that has that resonates with people at different levels based on the person? Yeah, so I, that's, that's a really good point. So with mortgage coach, I use it for every single client, every single time. Mm-hmm. And if I get a new lead, so if somebody says, Hey, Sean, I want to refinance, send me your mortgage statement, I'll build out a side by side comparison for you to review. Full disclosure, full transparency, you will have everything you need. Well, I've coached a lot of my competition and I've lost a lot of deals by using Mortgage Coach that early on. Mm. And I got to a point where I did get into that, this is, I'm mad, you know, and um, it was the wrong 
approach. I decided mm -hmm. I'm going to do the right thing. And if they go somewhere else, I helped them make a better decision. Yeah. And you never know why people go other places. It's just, right. it's not necessarily, I think rates are for the most part a commodity. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not the rate. Maybe they, maybe the mortgage coach was too much information for them. Maybe it mm -hmm. overcomplicated things. But if I think it's the right thing, I'm going to keep doing it. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm hanging out in the local discussion for a minute versus local doesn't matter. I don't have any data on this yet, but you know how realtors often will endorse the loan officer because they're local, you know, yeah. somebody right here, somebody in the backyard. Uh, I think appraisal, but that, that may have a bigger impact on that than, you know, the, the lender, but I don't know. I'm thinking, uh, we're just spitballing here. I'm wondering to your point about the consumer, that example you gave, uh, to what degree they're going to care less in the future about where their lender is located. I think it's gonna, it's kind of a combination. So I had a, a client consultation yesterday, somebody from Google. Mm -hmm. uh, they both work at Google. They wanna buy in Silicon Valley. Local was important to them and they were referred to your point. They were referred to me by their lender. They were already pre-approved at Wells Fargo, mm -hmm. but they wanted to support small and they wanted to support local. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was, that was what we did uh, there. And I, I think, again, it's, I think to some people it's really important, to some people it's not important at all. Yeah. I think that's the key point there because we can wax philosophically on this. And I think to your point, like if you're dealing in your area with very technically savvy people, people are used to doing a lot online, um, that's going to be more comfortable for them. In other places of like Iowa, whatever, like you said, it depends, do they value local? You know what I mean? And, and, and what is the market like? And, and mm -hmm. I have to look like cash offers. Well, you have to close in two weeks. I don't care if it's jumbo, FHA, whatever. Two weeks is yeah. oftentimes what we have. Um, that's a lot of times where local matters, right? right? Um, but if you have like these been 45 day escrows feel like a vacation and they didn't mm. actually on one of the two that I'm working on now, um, the listing agent was concerned that the lender was not local and was to your point again, worried about the appraisal, mm. not really worried about anything else. And, mm. uh, I was like, well, odds are we're not going to need an appraisal. We got a waiver sure enough, but, um, mm. but you just have to overcome that. You know, I responded right away. And showed them using right. you know using to be like I'm on it. They're, you're going to get more communication than you would from your local guy, anyways. So yeah. I don't want that to be a deterrent from from my client getting the property. It's cliche and it's overused, but it really comes back to your customer experience mm -hmm. and building that trust. Um, and what is that like from from the outset, from the first conversation, and that point on? That's what's going to determine, really. I think what they if they go with you or not. No, hundred percent. And that's another thing I did because again, I'm, I'm been in this industry for a long time, but I am somewhat the new guy on the origination side. And as I was building what I felt my client experience should be, and then I, you know, you, you, you hit these spurts where I was losing deals. They didn't care about any of that. And like Wells Fargo was buying all jumbo loans for a mm, long period right. of time. Yeah. And you know, Silicon Valley, that's first time buyers are buying homes for $2 million. Right. So, you know, I, I got, that's kind of when I hit my, mad uh grumpy phase mm -hmm. and it was like well if they don't care about the client experience i'm not going to do all this and then it was mm -hmm. just like that's the worst thing you could ever say because yeah. all you all we are is our client experience mm, i love that that's a meme right there man instagram that sucker <laughs> that's true i mean it's it's what do we so we want referrals we if yeah. you get a bad review you're finished right so your customer experience is the only thing that matters. Absolutely. So real quick, before we uh, end out here, I want to segue seeing as you've mentioned uh, reviews twice. Uh, tell me about your process because I see you have them on Zillow. I see them other places. Do you have a go-to spot and then how do you get them? 
So Yelp seems so the first thing I did is I Googled my name to see mm-hmm. where I showed up the most and Yelp was my first. Mm-hmm. So I always ask for a Yelp, Google and Zillow review. I don't really mm-hmm. bother with Facebook. I don't think anyone cares about my Facebook business page. So yeah. those are my three that I focus on. And I, I always ask for all three Yelp. Of course, you know, I can't stand because they block so many. Right. Um, but those are the three I ask for. So Google and Zillow, I'd mm-hmm. say would be the, the the two biggest, and I agree with you on on, on Yelp. And besides that, I think the consumer behavior, uh, you know, in terms of where they're trending towards mortgage or real estate related views, is getting less on Yelp than it was. Um, all right, but you send people, uh, you give them a choice, or actually, you ask now. What do you do? You link over there. Is that what you do in an email? Yeah, basically. So when so I always tell everyone, I want you to have a great experience because I am going to ask you to, you know, uh, the internet is my resume now. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you to give me a review. And at the end, I'll send an email with a hyperlink to all three and just say, I would love all three, but if I can only have one, I'll take whatever one you want to do. You know, I'll take what I can get. Thank you so much. And, and I, I don't ask for a five-star review. I just say, give me a review. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a, a realtor on, on Instagram the other day did a post saying, please go to Zillow and give me a five-star review. Friends, family, whoever. I'm like, but they haven't worked with you. That's not, that's disingenuous. That's not authentic. Right. It's not what I want to be. Right. The reviews I have are real client experiences. And if they didn't have a good experience, they would have written it. Yeah, for sure. And do you tend to track those? Like, you know, like how many you get and all that? I try to. Yeah, I try to have a checklist, you know, because I'll follow up with people. Hey, I know you're busy, but, you know, it mean a lot to me. I, I, try, I don't want to overdo it, but I try to follow up a couple times to get as many as I can. All right. I got a question for you as this popped up. I, I've had this debate a number of times with people about, um, the long-term impacts or whatever of sending people to Zillow to leave reviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you heard of that whole? No, no. Like, like some people are like you're sending people to your competition. It's the internet. They're going to, people are going to find what they want to find, you know? And I don't, that, that's a lack of confidence. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're worried that some random lender on Zillow is going to be going to beat you one, you um, are doing something wrong that you're scared right? Maybe you're charging too much or something. Or two, um, I don't know. That's a weird one to me. I've never heard of that. I, I agree. It's a little bit tough to deal with, but I love the point you made is that that might come from a scarcity mindset. And if you're not coming, because what are, you, what are you saying? They're going to go to Zillow. It's post-transaction. You've already closed them. Right. You already have the relationship. What are you going to do? Never market to them again? Yeah. Uh, and the argument is like, oh, Zillow is going to take your customer. What? When they buy in seven years? I mean, <laughs> come on. Well, I, but I just like, I had a client. And again, I, I look at a, come from a place of everything is my fault. Good, mm-hmm. bad, and different. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a client followed up with her to refinance. She's like, we just refinanced. I didn't even think to come back to you. That's mm-hmm. my fault, not hers. Mm-hmm. You know? Ah, so, all right. That, that opens up this ugly can about quick and then. You know what I mean? Uh, now you're, you're with G-Rate, I know, but I'm sure you see the healthy debates about people sending brokering business to Quicken and you're funding yep. your demise. You got any opinions on that? So what I understand about that is you broker to Quicken and then ultimately you're going to do that deal once and then Quicken just solicits them like crazy. Is that how it works? That's the argument, yeah. Okay, so, so people are going to find Quicken if they want to. Quicken spends plenty of money to make sure people find them. Mm-hmm. Quicken in my world, it's really easy to, to overcome them because the, what, here's what's real. I love psychology. Here's what's interesting about Quicken. Push button, get mortgage. Mm-hmm. Everything's convenience. They make it sound simple or not simple. They make it sound easy. Right. They never advertise being the lowest rate. Mm-hmm. They never advertise being the cheapest, but somehow we've put ease 
as being cheaper when mm -hmm. in all examples ease is more expensive mm -hmm. and so if people i've you know if somebody goes to quicken i usually win because i i beat them on rate and fees and, and those are the type of people who are usually, usually going to Quicken. That's what they're most interested in. Right. So I just haven't really had an issue with that. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Cool. cool. Good debate, though. All right. Before we close out here, what are you doing um, post-COVID, uh, the rest of this year or looking into 2021? Um, any things you plan on um, initiating or adding to your business? Yeah. So I'm going to go. I, I try to keep things very simple. Um, Facebook. I'm going to go heavier on Facebook ads, uh, doing something with AdWorks, which is Google lead generation, basically Google ads. So PPC uh, stuff. Yeah, I have to, yeah. I, I just think that's kind of a necessity and you know, the budget, like we were talking about earlier, the budget that I had for events and all the, you know, the socializing I love to do, don't really get to do it much. So it's those two things doing the, the realtor workshops like we're doing now. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it. Those are my all three right. things. And then what I do, uh, past client wise for the database is I do mortgage reviews using mortgage coach mm -hmm. uh, to either tell people they already have the best mortgage or we can do better. So those mm -hmm. are my four things. Mm -hmm. What type of ads uh, have you been running on Facebook? Um, I've been doing VA ads. I, I, the, the, a big problem in the Bay area is veterans don't get the attention they deserve. So that's mm -hmm. one thing I'm trying to overcome. So I do a lot of VA ads, a lot of first time buyer ads. Those are my people. I, you know, so I what, have, what, like in a first time home buyer ad, what would it say? Um, it, de it depends. So if it's a, like a workshop, if I'm going to do a homebuyer workshop uh, on Zoom as a webinar, um, I did one where there's a picture from my, my sister's wedding, where it's my son when he was really small and her daughter. And they're both, she, she's in a white dress, he's in a tux from the wedding, but they're looking at each other. And I just put a little caption like, honey, I think we should take the next step. And then I use that as like a first time homebuyer type, you know, it's little cute kids, it catches their attention. And then it's, um, you know, I did one during COVID, like if this could be the best time to buy in history. Are you designing these yourself or you have an agency or? I, I do. I love, I, I kind of, I was a, after 08, when everything fell apart, fell apart, I was shooting photos for the modeling agencies in San, in San Francisco. Oh, rough line of work. Like yeah. a artsy fartsy side. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to design it myself, but that just takes time. Um, but they're really simple because it's really, people are scrolling through so fast. You have like a couple, a half a second to catch their attention. Right. And then it, it links out to Eventbrite. They register. I got their contact info now. If they show up to the webinar or not, you know, hopefully they do, but then I'll, I'll put them into my bomb bomb drip campaigns. Okay. Really quick. I want to unpack that a little bit because I've been looking at the, that exact thing, uh, virtual or online home buyer seminars. Mm -hmm. um, you're running ads for that. Yes. And you're doing some targeting. Very, very small targeting. It's very limited what we're allowed to target. Uh, I'm so just, I'm do, curious what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So 18 to 65 plus, um, yeah. I will, I can't be County, or I'm sorry, I can't be zip code specific, but I am County specific. So the radius, you're doing a 15 mile radius or just doing a County or I'll do, I'll do straight County. Yeah. County. Okay. Got Dep it. Depends on the ad, but I, 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 I tend to do County. Um, some interests like maybe Zillow mortgage calculator or whatever. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. And then what I'll do is if, yeah, for interest, uh, I use a lot of life events. So mm. just married, new kid, the things that kind of trigger, it's time to buy a house. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll use those as my targets. Um, the life events mm -hmm. is mainly what I use now since everything else kind of went away. So how have the, uh, zoom first time homebuyer things been going? Um, they're okay. They could definitely be better. It's, um, you definitely get a lot of interest. I use the lead generation sheet in Facebook. Now they've done a, a much better job with that than it used to be. So I'll use that. 
um, the people that actually show up, it's just like a real home buyer seminar. They, <laughs> the, the amount of interest right. is far tire, less than tire the, kickers. Yeah. And, and, but when they do come in, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's a pretty solid close ratio. I had one, this was a live one. This was like a very humbling experience where I think when we do these events, we, we all have this vision of being on stage in front of, you know, tons of people. And I had one I was doing with a realtor and she's like, there's only two people, you know, I'm like, Oh, let's cancel. It's on a Saturday. We'll spend time with our family. Mm. Like they're really adamant about doing it. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like I don't want to go do this thing. <laughs> I helped both of them. And then one of their friends. Is that right? I'm like, yep. who, who am I? to say that my time is far more valuable than theirs. Like right. I'm the one that said I'd be there and now I'm the one trying to back out. And so that was, that was a good learning experience for me. Mm, interesting. Well, let's keep the dialogue going regarding the virtual yeah. homebuyer events. Cause I think that's just another example in this post COVID world. Um, that's how people are going to want to engage. Plus you can expand your footprint and it's all about building the funnel. As long as you have some automation and stuff behind that, you know what I mean? Right. Put them in a CRM and all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. So if anybody wants to connect with you personally online, you mentioned Instagram. Once again, give your handle. Uh, Instagram's Adventure Lender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every, if Sean Herrero, uh, if you Google me, all those things come up. So however anybody wants to, if anyone has questions about anything, I'm happy to help any way I can. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you making time to be here, man. Uh, I think this is going to be a great conversation. No, thanks for having me. This has been great. You bet. And listeners, you know what to do. If you like this episode, hey, do us a favor, leave us a review. You know where to find us. And uh, I appreciate you. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.